Well, to make a long story short, you know, I got saved in prison while serving um, a three to nine year prison term. I ended up doing six years out of that nine year prison term and about a year and a half into my prison sentence, I had a personal encounter with with the Lord Jesus Christ in my cell. I got on my knees and I, I repented of my sins and I asked Christ to uh, to forgive me, you know, and I and I and I and I completely surrendered and believed in the finished work of Christ on the cross right there. And from that moment, um, just completely head on, began to live for Christ and study my Bible. And eventually, I was released after six years later. I joined the church, got involved in ministry, finished Bible school, ended up getting called to the pastorate. Here I am, you know, 17 years <laughs> later, man, doing what I do, man. That's, I'm giving you a synopsis of the long journey that, you know, Preach That Fire um, has had from then until now, man. So pretty much that was it, man. And and I never, I never look back. I never look back. I'm still serving the Lord after all those years, years later, going on 20 years. Uh, now, your ministry is known for being, you know, uh, cutting edge to a degree. You know, you don't uh-huh. hold anything back. You know, you're straightforward. And when I, so I'm, what, what makes Preach That Fire different from any other uh, ministries and radio shows that's out right now? There's a couple of things that do make us unique. One is, is that our radio show is completely bilingual. Um, there's nobody really at this time in the genre that has a full bilingual Spanish and English Christian hip-hop radio show. Um, second, what makes our radio show unique is that I'm a real ordained minister and senior pastor of a church. So my radio show is not guided from a member who is part of a local fellowship under a covering. Actually, it's coming from a pastor who is the covering of the the parishioners that the Lord has given me, who happens to be a Christian hip hop fan. I'm a genuine fan of the culture. I'm into the culture. I don't just use it as a tool to effectively reach the lost, as some pastors do, and that's great. Um, After the evangelistic endeavors, I'm a genuine fan of the music. I listen to the music. I've been following it since 1998. So I think those two things make us completely unique in our dynamic of of just Holofest Radio. Is, Is a senior pastor who happens to be into the culture, and on top of that, he happens to be a Latino Pentecostal pastor, so he brings the whole element of the Latino fervor and zeal with it, as well as, you know, someone who speaks from authority, rather than a youth pastor who's submitted under a senior pastor who's trying to get youth ministry to be, a, you know, to be a validated ministry in his church. Rather, I'm the one promoting the holy hip-hop ministry in my church and in what, in what I do, so I think that brings a unique element in the, in, in the area of when I'm speaking, I think people really take me serious as okay this is a pastor that's speaking so let's hear what he has to say and I use it um, to glorify the Lord man and I address topics and biblical themes that um, normally I guess wouldn't be addressed and we're able to look through the scriptures on that topic and and, and it's very beneficial to the hearers man so that's in a nutshell that's pretty much that's what makes us unique gotcha 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 now you said something that that is really interesting you said being a genuine fan as opposed to using uh, Christian hip hop as a tool to get you know people saved or whatnot. I'm saying, do you think it's do you think it's more beneficial to be a fan than it is as of as of somebody who's on the outside, you know, trying to use this ministry as you know to gain church members or whatnot? Um, I have seen its effectiveness in that the community where our church is located um, is a predominantly mm-hmm. hip hop driven community. I think it gives me a slight bit more of an edge when it comes to reaching the inner city lost because right, it's right. not it's not someone that's coming from the outside using a a method, but has no understanding of the culture, rather is just using right. it as a way to win people. Uh, and I'm not saying that it makes me 
be any better or any less. Um, I mm-hmm. believe every church should use where God has called them to its fullest potential, and it's going to be effective if they're doing whatever God called them to do. But when it comes to those in the community where I'm located at, I'm being I'm being looked at as okay. This is not only a pastor who's trying to win me to his church, but this dude genuinely understands the things that I like. You know what I'm saying? He knows where I'm coming right. from. He knows my terminology, and it's not something that he's trying to do to win me, but rather he's from the same culture. So it gives me some more of a, a slight bit more relevance. I wouldn't say more effectiveness, but it gives me a, a little bit more relevance where their guard is down when it comes to the stereotypical um, mindset towards church. When I'm coming, those guards are down because they know, okay, this dude is a genuine former street dude that understands where I'm coming from. Right. Let me hear this dude out. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't say it makes our church any more effective than anyone else, but yeah. it gives me a slight much more relevance and the communication, it's a lot more free because they know that I'm genuinely coming from where they came from. You know what I'm saying? So right. they, they listen to me a lot more quicker than they would with someone who they feel, oh, this dude's trying to be cool to win me to his church. They don't get that from me. They understand, okay, this dude is from the street. He happens to be in church and a pastor now, and I guess he's trying to, you know, get me to go on the path that he's on. So it gives me a slight much more, a little bit edge and more of a bridge to be able to communicate effectively the gospel. Okay. Now, you've interviewed quite a few artists. Yeah. You've interviewed quite a few. Uh-huh. And over the few or the past few years that you've interviewed, I'm saying what are some of the pluses and negatives that you've seen? It, it depends, man. Some some of the some of the negatives, I could go right into the negatives of what I've seen is um because we've interviewed a lot of people in the genre, I, I think that many assume that our motives were for sensationalism rather than true journalism. It was assumed that for a long time we were just looking for hot stories for ratings rather than Mm -hmm. a genuine concern and dialogue with the interviewees in which we were interviewing on our shows. And um, and it took us a while to kind of break out of that. It took us a while to break out of that because in the beginning, you know, we went in hard. We were asking tough questions, but it was from a journalistic pastoral perspective as I'm a pastor. I want to hear right. your heart. Why do you do what you do? And I think many assumed that it was sensationalism. I think after a while, people began to realize, okay, this is, you know, this dude is really genuinely asking good questions and we're enjoying the show. But in the beginning, I could tell you, you know, from Jump that a lot of it, a lot of the negatives from most of our interviews were perceived as sensationalism rather than true, genuine you know, biblical dialogue, fellowship, and journalism. Okay. What's some of the, uh, the pluses that you've seen? The pluses that I've seen was, I, and I believe everybody else has seen them, is, is that I think we've had some great, great interviews where a lot of artists were given the platform to share their heart on what they really believed concerning some of the questions or the misconceptions or some of the uh, things that the holy hip-hop community had been meaning to ask them but never had an opportunity to ask them. We've seen that through some of our interviews that a lot of these artists were able to effectively communicate their motives for why they do what they do. From there, a lot of of the stereotypical misconceptions that many had towards their ministries were broken, were completely eliminated, especially when we did the 116 interview and a couple of the questions we asked there to Lecrae and them concerning why don't they collaborate more frequently with those outside their camp. At the time when we asked them, that was the hottest topic. Like, why does it appear very divisive? And we interviewed all of them, not just Lecrae. We interviewed all of them, and they were able to effectively share why, you know, some of their ministry methods. And a lot of those misconceptions were broken after that, after that, you know, and, um, and people had a more understanding of the heart of the, of the artist rather than some methodology than, than, than many were, were looking at more than the person. So what was, what was one of the most enjoyable interviews for you that you can remember just off the top? Oh, I could tell you off the top, Bizzle. My interview with Bizzle (laughs) was... Man, I think that interview for me, you know, 
even into this day on our YouTube account when we post it on YouTube it gets the most hits all of the comments have never been negative I still get hit up by a lot of artists and rappers saying that on that interview they didn't see Preach That Fire they heard Pastor Alex they heard a genuine <laughs> pastor reaching out to a young brother in the faith that uh, might have been rough around the edges but I, you know we were able to cover him with love and support I think to this day has been our star interview that I I look back to that and I go wow that was a great great interview off the top my man Bizzle takes it takes it from there I had a bunch of other ones but that one sticks out the most and I've gotten the most positive feedback okay, okay. Now you gave me you gave me a little liberty you said we can go in yeah man yeah <laughs> you know, uh-huh. alright so what was one of your toughest interviews that you've had my toughest interview was with, believe it or not, it was with Tadashi. And for, for many reasons, for, because by the time I got to Tadashi, I, was, I had already interviewed Shobaraka, Lecrae, and Tripoli. So I was already on the fourth member of the 116 click. And by the time I got to that interview, I was a little bit burnt out because I had already was able to address a lot of the a lot of the. Um, you know, questions that, that I had in my heart towards towards 116, you know. And um, so by the time I got to that interview, real talk right here, I'll say this for the first time, I ain't going to lie, I was in the flesh. I was completely in the flesh on that one, you know. I wouldn't say, comp- you know, 100% in the flesh, but, you know, when I look back, I go, man, I, my heart by that time was in, it wasn't in the right place by the time I got to Tadashi. So it was a tough interview for me. It was a very, very, very tough interview for me. But when I look back, I go, wow, a lot of my questions and a lot of my motives for that interview was, was my heart wasn't in the right place at that time. And I realized it halfway through and I didn't know how to end the interview. I didn't know how, so I kept going. And I look back and I said, man, I should have just ended it. I should have just ended it after I got the general questions. But by that time, a lot of people had been wanting me to ask so many questions to Tadashi. A lot of those questions, they weren't, they weren't with genuine concern for the heart and for the person of Tadashi. They were more for to try to catch him in his words, try to catch 116 in their words and their mannerisms. And um, I got caught up in that because I was already tired. I would say Tadashi was a very, very tough interview for, for me. It, it was very hard. It was very hard. Well, um, definitely, you know, there's a lot of artists that are coming out. You got artists up in the mixtape again. Every day it's like a new name in Christian hip hop. And a lot of these artists want to know, you know, how do I get radio time? How do I get... How do I get an interview? So I'm saying, how, how does Holofest Radio go about choosing which artists they want to interview and whatnot? Well, honestly speaking, Holofest Radio... You know, let, let me clarify. Holofest Radio is not a, it's not a mix show. It's not a uh, or the normal mix set. Holofest Radio is a talk show. It's a talk show that's incorporated into the talk show. Some of the things that would make a great mix show, but it's not necessarily a mix show that's incorporated with a talk show. Rather, the talk show is the focal point. And as every talk show, we usually set up the interviews. Um, it's very, very right. rare that we take requests for um, interviews because our show is a talk show. We're not interviewing an artist. We're having dialogue with an artist or with the producer or with the DJ. Um, so we don't really take that many requests. We do get them. And we do listen to everybody's submission music as much as I can uh, or me and my wife listen to it. But when it comes to interview requests, it's, it's very rare that we actually take a request for an interview we do take them when an artist has an album that's coming out we do we do promote artists strictly musically um but most of the time most of our our shows are set up either prayerfully looking into who would be a great interview interviewee at this time and but most of the time most of our interviews are usually with artists that either have some form of i wouldn't say misunderstanding but rather you know some stuff surrounds their ministry that needs some kind of clarification and i think those are the ones we we tend to go go to first like we went after bizzle we went after seven we went after 116 we went after flame you know we went after certain individuals who we just build with them first and then we interview them and we have great fellowship and, and great great dialogue with them so but artists can submit 
normally I, I, I respect the hustle. They can they can submit to us and request an interview, but most of the time we usually set up the interviews ourselves. But it don't hurt to try. It don't hurt to try. I have done it, and I have conducted interviews based on requests, but it's very, very minimal that we've done so. But they can just hit us up, info at hollafestradio.tv, and just ask for an interview. Now let's hear a little bit about, you know what I'm saying, what's what's on your heart, man. I'm saying, I mean, if you, if you were to just step back and look at whole, as a whole, I'm saying, is there anything that God has been putting on your heart about it? I mean, there's a lot of things that God has put on my heart concerning holy hip-hop, but being that I am sort of new into the holy hip-hop ministry, um, I, tend to, I tend to stay a little bit away from those things because I, I haven't paid my dues yet, as they would say, to be able to share as an authoritative voice in holy hip-hop. Okay. I just addressed topics here and there that I think, okay, I think this this is particularly my lane to address. As a pastor, I can address this and no one get offended by it because these are the things that pastors address, hard theological topics. I go, I go that direction and we have great talk, but I know what God has been speaking to my heart concerning my ministry in Holofest, and I could tell you offhand is that, you know, um, you know, it, it took a rude awakening, you know, and, I, and you're the first I'm going to share this to. The only one that knows this is West Coast Fire from westcoastfire.com. Um, okay. That, you know, I, I had a recent wake-up call where, believe it or not, this might seem like uh, we all knew that anyway, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, sometimes, believe it or not, sin can be very deceiving and when it's right. when it's operating in our personal lives and recently I had a wake up call where it became I became very aware that Holofest Radio is or rather the personality of Preach That Fire it was very very narcissistic selfish egotistical um, very uh, impersonal um, lacks um, relational skills, um, a bridge destroyer. I mean, it, it was it was just so overwhelming when you know when I became aware in my own personal life that I didn't really, I honestly didn't see. I thought it was just I was just I was a hustler. You know what I'm saying? I know how to market this thing, and you just yeah. don't see it. You know what I'm saying? When I became aware of it. Oh, man, it was very, 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 very convicting and very disheartening. You know what I'm saying? I was very, very hurt within myself that um, that as a pastor that I came across like that rather than um, as a pastor using it to glorify Christ. I, I think right. I, 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 I don't know, man. It was just, it was just it, I just realized that us pastors are held to a higher standard and that standard must be met if not you're not ready to the you're not ready for the pastorate and i know i'm a real pastor you know what i'm saying i know god has called me to do this i've been pastoring as a senior pastor for 8 years but it wasn't until um recently that it, i became aware that after all these years i have no friends in holy hip hop I mean, I have um, very close associates in Christian hip-hop. Right. But when it came right. to personal friends where I can call them and we just talk, no radio talk, it was very little. Right. It was like maybe one or two. It was more like Jay Blaze, more like uh, others, Richie Righteous. And then... You know, it, it began to bother me that after all these years, after interviewing so many people, after being at the level and the status that we are, we are one of the top Christian hip hop radio shows and podcasts in the genre. I realized that after all of that, I had no one to share my life with as far as right. friendship. Everything was very radio driven, and you know, it bothered me. It bothered me a lot. It bothered me a lot because Jesus, you know, the Bible is specific that we're brothers and sisters in Christ first rather than ministers. We're, right. you know, where Jesus had his 70, but then he had his 12, and then he had his three, Peter, James, and John. And he would, he, he shared and he poured his life out with them. And I realized in all of these years of doing Holofest, bro, I've burned a lot of those bridges. I've lost a lot of relationships through my mannerisms or 
haven't been able to establish real friendship um, through those same mannerisms and it bothered me. It bothered, it convicted me a lot scripturally. And from like around September of 2010, I decided that, you know, I did some soul searching and I decided that I was going to step back from radio for a little while, focus more on my church, do still do radio, but not at the level where I was doing it because um, I really needed to, I don't want Holofest Radio to be only known as the controversial radio show. Holofest Radio, I want to, okay. yeah, Holofest Radio should be a ministry and the ministry is called to serve right. people. And I look back, I don't think I served the people. I think I served Holofest. I, I, real talk, okay. I think I served Holofest, and um, which is the reason why I decided to uh, kind of step back a little bit from radio and 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 focus more on f- family and pastoring and what I've been doing. Where if you guys saw me as Pastor Alex, you guys will see a whole nother individual. And the only one that pointed this out to me was Richie Righteous. You know, Richie Righteous came to my church one day. And we have great fellowship. And he saw how I dealt with the members of my church. And he, he pointed it out to me. He said, yo, preach. He said, why don't you let the holy hip-hop community see this side more than the other side? They don't, they don't see this side. I see it. I see a man of God who loves, genuinely loves his people. He's there to serve his people. I don't think the holy hip-hop community sees that from you. I think they see sensationalism, marketing, Holofest, interviews, they don't see the real you. I see it and I, I'm blown away how, how much you love your people and your people love you and right. all the great things you've done. Man, that ministers to me. And I'm sure if it ministers to me, it'll minister to the Holy Hippo community. And from right. that day, man, it began the eye-opening experience until I realized, you know, okay, I, I really need to change change up a lot of what I do. And, and that's where I've been at. That's where I've been at. Concerning me, right. concerning me. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at. Let people see Pastor Alex rather than preach that fire. I'm a whole other person than than preach that fire. Right, right, right. Now, Richie Righteous, he's a pastor also, right? Right. The reason why me and Richie are able to connect um, beyond radio is he serves as a pastor of his church for Jamaica Assemblies right. of God. And um, we connect and we share a lot more on a pastoral level. The musical level is there as well. Because many of you have seen many right. of the great dialogue that me and Richie Righteous have had in the past, great podcasts, great interviews. Um, but beyond that, there are times he calls me and he just shares his heart, how he's feeling. And other times I, I'll text him and I'll share with him how I'm feeling. And, and we'll just bounce ideas off of each other and build. That's what I'm saying. When it came to friends, it's really very small. Richie Righteous, Jay Blaze, maybe one or two others. And right. um, he was able to share his feedback of where I was lacking as iron sharpens iron and, and his specific words to me was like holy hip hop needs to see pastor Alex Moore and I guarantee you if they do their perception of you will change dramatically as I have getting to know you personally and that's what I've been doing since September 20, uh, 2010 that's all I've been doing just pastor Alex that's what's up man that is definitely how now now hopefully I can question this right because this is just piggybacking off of something that you mentioned earlier uh huh it was about uh, yourself, you feeling like yourself is not an authoritative voice in holy hip-hop. Right. Or you feel like you haven't been around long enough to be an authoritative voice in holy hip-hop, but yet you're a pastor. Right. Now, in holy hip-hop, there are, there really isn't an authority mm-hmm. in holy hip-hop. Right. You know, basically everybody has pastors that they serve up under, you know, their own local church or whatnot. Right. Um. Do you think that's needed anymore, though? I'm saying, do you think that holy hip-hop does need maybe, you know what I'm saying, some sort of authority figures to step forward a little bit more and be a little bit more vocal? Um, ministerially, I think we do. Um, spiritually, I definitely think it's it's very much needed, um, as well as musically as well. Um, the only reason I, I say that I'm not an authoritative voice because I'm looking at it from a perspective musically, meaning you just came around okay. four years ago. Who are you right. to um, be this authoritative voice and telling what holy hip-hop needs to do? From that perspective, right. I would understand. But coming from a pastor's perspective, I don't feel like that. I think it's my job and my role and the position that God has given me to be that voice to those who are genuinely looking for it. I, I really believe right. that a lot of these artists don't have genuine relationships with their pastors. If they did, they wouldn't do half of the stuff that they do. They wouldn't do it. Right. And if they did, 
and their pastor allows it, then they're in the wrong church. Because right. you know, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. then they then then they're under a a a ministry that it it, it compromises some of the biblical values um, that we hold true. Which means um, Ephesians chapter four says, "Do everything as much as it lies in you to make for peace." And a lot right. of what I'm seeing in holy hip hop is not centered around how could I be at peace with my brother. It's very very confrontational. Um, very narcissistic in a lot of areas. This is how I believe, and if you don't like it, then we just can't be friends. I'm going to unfriend you on Facebook, and I'm going to unfollow you on Facebook. Um, But when you're looking at it from a biblical perspective, um, the Bible is very clear. Forgive one another. Be long-suffering with one another. Forbear one another. If we would follow that, I think many of us wouldn't be so quick to unfriend and unfollow somebody on Facebook or Twitter at the moment that they begin to express independent individuality and freedom of thought of how they view certain things. But um, um, as a pastor, um, I, you know, when I see disagreement among my members, I'm, I'm quick um, to point out what scripture says, that do everything which makes for peace. Um, so from that perspective, as a pastor, um, if you listen to our podcast, you can see that I go in. On some of the biblical topics, right. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not coming in as someone who feels I'm a new jack to this. When it comes to more of some of the other stuff, entertainment-wise, and, and as far as musically, I, I, you know, I'm presenting more my perspective. But when it comes to biblical topics on Hollafest Radio, I, I'm preaching as an authoritative minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as a pastor who's also into the culture. I am not tolerating anything that's inconsistent with the Word of God when it comes to biblical right. topics because I'm commanded by God to um, to preach those things, you know? And so from that perspective, I, I really believe it could possibly be that maybe um, God has lifted up Holofest Radio, not just me and others. There are others that are serving as pastors um, in their local churches. You got Pastor AD3. You know what I'm saying? He serves as a pastor, but yet he's an artist. You know, you got Richie. Um, it could possibly be that maybe God has lifted us up to be those voices, those pastoral, authoritative voices within Christian hip-hop. But... It's very hard to do so when um, those that are listening to you don't technically have to submit to you because they are under another fellowship. It has to come from their pastors. It has to come from their right. their personal pastors. But uh, when it comes to the area of Holofast, oh, I'm, when I'm going in on a, on a biblical topic, I'm not coming in as preached that far. I'm coming in as Pastor Alex, which is the reason why I'm going in hard um, to incite um, biblical behavior. Not only for myself, right. but for the hearers. So from that perspective, you know, I, I'm not ashamed. You know, I'm straight 116, word up. I'm not scared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unashamed. I'm going to preach it hard according to how the Holy Spirit has dictated to my conscience concerning this biblical uh, theme or view or topic uh, or verse concerning us reflecting Christ-like character. What where I'm struggling is is how come all of this time I didn't I wasn't able to merge the two. That's where I struggle. Like mm-hmm. wow, I'm, you know. Sometimes my wife say, "Man, it's like you got a split personality." When you go in as Pastor Alex, man, people listen to you. <laughs> but when you preach, you are a whole nother element. It's like people don't want to <laughs> listen to you. You know, say like, why don't you merge the two? You know, saying. And it wasn't until Richie pointed that out to me that I, I, that's what I'm doing now. That, you know, that's what I've been doing, and it's been it's been very very effective it's been i'm seeing a complete i got rappers now calling me for advice so i think i'm i think maybe i'm on to something spiritually speaking biblically as far as an authoritative voice as a pastor but it's definitely needed within christian hip-hop right 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 well you mentioned uh you mentioned something earlier too and i'm saying most of most of um well, a lot of everything is on the internet right now. Right. You mentioned like Facebook and Twitter and everything, and I'm kind of. I heard an interview to where you gave your opinion as to some of the uh, the uh, decisions you made regarding, you know, Facebook and Twitter or whatnot. Um, let me just ask you a question. Uh-huh. I, I, I won't say the artist's name. It was three artists involved. Two of them was basically about to get into a debate. The third artist was like, he mentioned both of their names and was like, "Ooh, I've been waiting on this." So, and I mean, it was basically like a Twitter debate. How do you feel about stuff like that? Um, 
How do I feel about artists or anyone debating on 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 a social network first of all let me let me share this the, the christian hip hop community is very small as big as we think right. it is it's very small <laughs> right, so we we right. know we know who you're talking about even if you don't say a name <laughs> right. even if you throw a disclaimer even if you throw a lol or ha 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 after it right we know who you're talking about or who we assume that you're talking about get that right. first um it's foolish to think an lol or not saying a name that people are left to assume that it's some random person that you're talking about or just some random guru thought and you know positive you know statement that you're making or negative statement that you're making on right. Twitter to seem either spiritual we know who you're talking about so with that being said if you understand that then Ephesians chapter 4 comes back into play do those things which make for peace whereby we may edify one another so to 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 do that on Twitter is a direct violation of you know of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 that says all things are permissible but all things don't edify. So when you violate when you violate those principles where God is saying, "Hey, this is a you live in a free society, you can share whatever you want." Nevertheless, we are told over and over in scripture that we will be held accountable for every idle word that we right. say or aka every idle status or tweet that we say. So with that with right. that being said, um, I think for us to do it anyway is is sin. It's a direct violation because the Bible says in James chapter one, he that knows to do good and doesn't do it, it's sin. So when right. I see those things, it bothers me as a pastor because I don't tolerate gossip and foolishness in my church. Now, I can't eradicate it because we are human and it's impossible to eradicate gossip 100% in annihilation in any church because people are people, even the pastor gossips, but the pastor should eagerly fight against those things which would bring division because Proverbs chapter six says, what does God hate? Brethren sowing discord among other brethren. So when I see it, man, when I see it, it really bothers me as a pastor because there are individuals that take Facebook Twitter or any social media network very serious and I've seen relationships ruined based on a social network you know and the Bible the right. Bible is very clear man it says you know let not your liberty be an occasion for the flesh you know what I'm saying so you know it, it really bothers me which is the reason why I don't do it it's very rare you see Holofest conversating on social networks we just promote or I'm usually just telling people Hello. I'm either greeting people saying, what's going on, fam? You know, hoping all is well. And that's as far as it goes. Sometimes I might jump in a conversation and I'll go, yo, yo, yo. Like, listen, like, this is just not right. You need to stop that. You know what I'm saying? Um, To sit back and not do nothing, I think also is us. It's just as sinful. I think it's just as sinful. We ought to correct and sharpen each other on a personal basis. And sometimes openly. If something was something open and it's already out there, I think it, it, it probably needs to be addressed openly, but with love. With love and forbearance and long-suffering. But it, I don't tolerate it. I don't tolerate that stuff. I, neither in my life, neither in my wife, neither, neither in Sister Shorty Blaze's life or in our church's life. I am consistent. Matter of fact, we have our leader. Matter of fact... I specifically sit down with my leaders and I rebuke them sharply for putting all of their business on Facebook. And I require them, if you want to continue in leadership in this church, you're going to have to eliminate that or you're not ready for leadership. As crazy as that sounds, I had to put a stipulation in my church. No more venting, no more arguing, no more anything that will bring shame either to your spiritual life or the, 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 the testimony integrity of this church on a social network. If this is not something you can comply with, then, then you're unfit for ministry. As crazy as that sounds, but you and I both know how serious social media network is in this present right. age. That is definitely hot. That is, I only got a couple more for you. I mean, you coming up in, in, like you said, you're not one of those pastors who use hip-hop as a tool. Basically, you come up in the culture. You, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Why why hip-hop? Why is hip-hop so much, uh, why is it so important to you? I mean... First of all, coming from the hip-hop culture, I grew up on hip-hop. Um... Mm-hmm. 
over and over again I see in scripture where um, the mandate to preach the gospel has always been inclusive, meaning Jerusalem first, then Samaria, then to the uttermost parts of the earth. We see it in the life of the, the man that was delivered from a legion of demonic forces where he wanted to get involved in church culture and Jesus said no. He said just go back to where you come from and tell them all of the great and wonderful things that I've done for you. Um, that's been my passion, man. Um, I remember growing up in you know hip hop culture and never being attracted to church. Never being evangelized, never being um, invited to church other than, you know, my grandmother, who all grandmothers invite their grandsons to church because most grandmothers go to church. Not all of them, but a lot of them go to church. So, um, but the church she attended was very legalistic, very super ultra conservative, and I had no relevance. Nothing connected me. I don't even remember understanding what the pastor was preaching. I didn't know church jargon and lingo. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, my exposure to the gospel was short-lived, and I just went head on into street life um, and, and until I was at into my prison experience. Um, so, you know, upon salvation, it's always been on my heart, man, to not allow someone to go through what I went through. You know what I'm saying? I wanna meet them where they're at. So for me, um, the only thing I know is hip hop. I'm being real with you. I don't know any other musical genre. Um, I don't know church life. I don't know, I don't know anything other than street life. That's all I know. So, um, I mean, I know those things now. I know church life now. I know other genres now, praise and worship, all of those things that appeal to the Christian, uh, for the spiritual edification. But uh, remove those things. The only thing that's left with Pastor Alex is hip hop. Remove all of those church elements. The only thing is left is a dude that was from the streets of the South Bronx that all he knows is hip hop. So with that being said, I believe what God does is, is that he uses what we know for his glory and he sends us back to deliver those in which we were once a slave to. So for me, for me, it was hip hop. You know, God has never impressed my ministry to reach, you know, church folk or the Christian rock, you know, um, or any other genre or demographic let me let me just first say this all of new york is not hip-hop hip-hop is a large part is a large portion of new york city but um it is not the totality of new york city but it's a large it's the large percentage you know that that there is a you know a stereotypical uh, mindset that new york all of it is hip-hop that's not true you know i'm saying it it it, it represents a large portion of the city i would say probably maybe 75 percent of the city it's it's hip-hop driven um but if that's all i know I, i would think god wouldn't in my life it hasn't guided me to an area that I don't know nothing about because then I would be that pastor that I was telling you about that I'm using it as a tool to reach somebody that I don't understand which God will use but I, I guess that measure of that relevance wouldn't be there for me um Never fails. I got, matter of fact, matter of fact, at our church now, we don't fit. Matter of fact, right now, we don't fit in our church. Sundays is completely packed out. I had, last Sunday, yesterday, I had a young brother that's been visiting my church for three weeks. He's a rapper. He just straight up came up to me yesterday. He was like, Pastor, I need you to give me some Christian hip-hop music. I've been writing, you know, I stopped writing secular. I'm now writing Christian. I'm writing Christian hip-hop. And I want you to hear my stuff. Now, this is a dude I just met. You know what I'm saying? Why would he want me to hear his stuff? Because he understands that there's a connection between me. And guess what he said after that? He says, I want to be a member of this church. See what I'm saying? So for me, why not go back to where I was from? And I didn't tell him. Matter of fact, yesterday I was all dressed up in a suit and tie. I just met this guy the last two, three weeks. I've been dressing up suit and tie. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't know that I'm completely you know, that I have this ministry of Christian hip hop or I'm hip hop driven. But what but what made him draw to me in in, in connection? The Spirit of God. Why? Because God directed him to me knowing that I would understand I would understand and guess what they did? Guess what he did? Like five minutes later he took a couple of the other rappers from my church and they started doing a cipher in the sanctuary after service. <laughs> they were beatboxing and doing a cipher and all the members just stood looking at them and, and I was just bopping my head with it. I'm saying, This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm right. this is what I'm born to do. This is what I'm born to do. 
Um, and that for me, it's everything that I do. It's everything. It's not the totality of my church because my church is not a hip hop church, but right, it's it's right. it's heavily influenced uh, the hip hop culture because I'm into the hip hop culture. You know what I'm saying? So it's everything right. for me. It's it's where my calling is, and that's exactly where God guided me to reach that demographic. Not everybody, but to reach them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm comfortable right. with that. I know my lane, and I love it, and I'm excited about it, and I'll never try to get out of my lane. I'm going to stay where I'm at, you know, and, and, and just see lives change that I, like I saw yesterday, like I saw yesterday. Right. That is so hot, man. I only got a couple more for you. Too. It's all this right. Is, now, this is one of those bumpy questions. All right. Um, Basically, I'm saying, like, you say that you have the heart to reach or whatnot. I'm saying, now, do you feel like the Christian hip-hop community um, as a whole has reached out to maybe be secular cats in the in the best light do you think that they've or do you think that uh, some of the methods have been a little bit iffy if you understand what I'm trying to say I, w- I would say yes and no I would say okay. um, I-, I believe that the motive and the intention is there within every first of all if an artist doesn't feel a compassion for the lost as an artist then he's then he's he's in the wrong ministry period you know what I'm saying? Because you have to have a compassion to those that aren't saved because it's the focal point of what you do as an artist, a DJ. Matter of fact, as a minister of the gospel, the focus is go into all the world and preach the gospel. Are we doing right. it effectively as we should? I wouldn't say as we should, but I th- but I would definitely say it's way better than a five or six years ago. Five or six years ago, um, I could flat out say Christian hip-hop was borderline hot and borderline whack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Back yeah. then, looking at it from the entertainment aspect of it as far as would this genuinely be considered hot for the unbeliever and would he be feeling this? You know what I'm saying? Because my my understanding is if I was in the world and I was a hip-hop head, I didn't tolerate anything that was whack. I mean, you know, you know us New Yorkers. If it's whack, we're just not feeling it. You know what I'm saying? It has to, <laughs> it just has to be hot, period. Um, why would I get saved and then that bar, I lower that bar? That don't that's inconsistent with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is dope beats, dope lyrics, dope hooks, you know what I'm saying? Great sound, great music. Just get me into this thing. Take me to another place. Let me hear what you're saying. Why would that bar be lowered in Christian hip hop? Well, unfortunately, five years ago, that bar was lowered. You know what I'm saying? And um, a lot of what we heard was borderline hot and then borderline a little bit on the wax side. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't believe that anymore. Anymore. I believe Christian hip-hop is dope. I believe that there's a lot of dope artists that are out now. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't whack Christian hip-hop music out there. There is. <laughs> but it's very, very minimal. Let's just be, it's right, very, very right. minimal. It ain't as in the forefront as it was before. I mean, let's be real. Right. Five years ago, you wasn't comfortable giving an unbeliever Christian hip-hop unless it was a Corey Red, unless it was a Lecrae, when Lecrae first came out, or a Flame at that time. And pretty much, it kind of kind of stopped there. You know what I'm saying? And others, gospel gangsters, you kind of gave them those type. But now, we have a whole list of dope artists. I mean, we got the K-Dramas, the D-Moms, we got the Bizzles, we got the Lecrae's, we got the Richies, Satas, we got South Florida. I mean, we have so much to give them that we could pick and choose now and just really minimize the ones that aren't so great. You know what I'm saying? I'm completely comfortable now with giving an unbeliever a Christian hip-hop mix CD from whichever DJs out there that allows us to download their music. And I'm comfortable with giving them a DJ I Rock Jesus or a DJ Sean Blue. I'm like, yo, check this out. Because the music is hot. The music is hot. So that's my perspective, yes or no. Um, are we effectively reaching the community right now as a pastor looking at it? No, because then our churches will be filled. See what I'm saying? Right, right. And a lot, and, and a lot more secular artists would be converting those that are completely enslaved but I believe the mindset of Christian hip hop right now in the mind of the unbeliever has changed I don't think they're saying too much ah Christian Christian rap is whack I I think they're saying Christian hip hop is type I I'm feeling a little something I'm not into the church thing but I'm feeling a little bit you know what I'm saying I mean look at Lecrae when it comes to uh, getting recognized by some of these uh, 
secular, you know, social media networks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look at look at right. Bizzle. Look at Bizzle, all the success he's having on worldstarhiphop.com. These people would not genuinely these people would not genuinely say their music wasn't good if they were if it wasn't good. See what I'm saying? So gotcha. I, I think I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something and I think in the next couple of years I I could see us on secular secular radio being played. We're, we're far from it, but I can see us eventually getting to that level because a lot of dudes now are real, real, real hot. They're putting out great hot music. As a fan, who who are you liking right now? As a fan, who is who are you liking? Uh, <laughs> you trying to get me in trouble with that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get me in trouble, man? All right. I, mean, I know it's a few. I know it's a few, and I, I know, but yeah, <laughs> you said we could go in. So. All right, all right. <laughs> I I I have a couple. I would say I have a top five that I that I really 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 like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I really like Seda from New York. Obviously, I'm a New York native, okay. so you know I love the boom bap. I love the lyricism. I love Blessed from South Florida. You know what I'm saying? Blessed. Okay. Um, I think the dude is ill. You know what I'm saying? So I've been listening to him a lot. I love Bizzle. I ain't gonna lie. I'm really digging Bizzle. I love okay. I love his flow. I love Ray King. I think Ray King is dope. You know what I'm saying? I think Ray King is 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 a lot of potential there. And I love I love the norms. I love the the K dramas, the D mobs, and, right. and you know, and every, and everyone else. But if if I was to really break it down, who I really listen to, I, I listen a lot to Bizzle, Blessed, Seda. Um, believe it or not, I, I I like Evangel. I like Evangel. He's okay. he's from the Reformed faith. You know what I'm saying? I I, right. I, I love right. his rhymes, rhyme schemes, and flow. His wordplay, I'm loving it. Pretty much, I I, I think I, uh, those are. Like my top five, you know what I'm saying? I'm really into lyricism. I'm a New York native. I love lyricism. I love wordplay, boom bap, you know. And um, but I, I would say that that's my iPod. That, that's my iPod when I'm listening to Christian hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I have other musical preferences that I listen to more than Christian hip hop. But if I was to label it to an artist, it would it would be Seda, it would be Blessed, it would be Ray King, Bizzle. You know, and then the norms like the uh, right. Richie Righteous and the Lecrae's and the K Dramas. I'm just a genuine, genuine, genuine fan. But give me that boom bap, give me that boom bap, give me that lyricism. Right. I'm good. <laughs> I could be I <laughs> OD all day with that. <laughs> That's real sad, and I love me some okay. West Coast. I love me some West Coast artists too, man. I'm loving Selah flows and the feel, the voice, the voice, feel the voice, man. Man, I'm loving his. I'm loving him. He reminds me of New York, but he's on the West Coast. Man, I'm really loving West Coast too as well. I love a lot of West Coast as well. Okay. Now this is your opportunity for for all of the Holy Culture readers or whatnot. Fake church gangster. <laughs> Fake church gangster. This is this is your time. Go ahead and explain, sir. All right, all right. Y'all ready to hear the drum roll? <laughs> all right, listen. Fake church gangster is a humorous way of telling someone that they are acting way out of character. Because you know a Christian can't be a gangster. It's inconsistent <laughs> right. with Christ-like character. It's impossible to view Jesus as a gangster. And we are his followers. So when I, when Christians act out of character, it's it's my funny way of saying, yo, stop being a fake church gangster. It helps them think to say, okay, wait a minute. Because when you think of gangster and church, it makes you, you, you say to yourself, well, that's, that's oil and water. That don't mix. And then they realize then what I'm doing don't mix is inconsistent with what right. the word says. And it's never meant to offend. It's always done in a humorous manner where it's kind of like, yo, stop acting like a fake church gangster. And dudes go, oh, yo, you call me a fake church gangster. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it's also a way to challenge them. Like, it's kind of like when Italians say, forget about it. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could use that term in a million different ways, but it still has the same feeling. You'd be like, yo, man, forget about it, right? Fake church gangster is sort of the same thing. You can use it. If somebody's acting way out of character, you'd be like, yo, you need, man, you need to stop acting like a fake church gangster. Or somebody's acting good, you'd be like, yo, you're acting like a fake church gangster. You know what I'm saying? The dudes start laughing. You know, it could be used in many, but it's always done in a form of humor, but Afri uh, with uh, assertiveness as well. It's sort of like, kind of like, 
twofold. You know what I'm saying? You're saying it in the form of a joke, but it's also a way of letting somebody know, like, listen, you, you need to stop. You know what I'm saying? Well, PA, man, do you have any final thoughts, anything on your heart, man, for the, uh, anything that God's put on your heart, man, for the, for the readers? Any final thoughts? Definitely. The first thing I want to say is I know that many of you have been wondering what's been going on with Holofest Radio. It's been a minute. It's been maybe about four months since we've done, you know, consecutively consistent weekly podcasts. We've been doing them sporadically. Just want to let you guys know, man, that we're still here. You know, Holofest Radio it hasn't gone anywhere. You know, what we've been doing is just some soul searching, you know, just readjusting some of our motives. But we are still here. And we decided in 2011, y'all, to just go viral Video. So many of you have been seeing an enormous amount of video releases that we're doing. So we, we're doing a lot more video rather than audio. So a lot more concerts. But we haven't gone nowhere, y'all. So in case you've been asking what's what's been going on with Preach and Sister Shorty Blaze, and um, we're still here, just been focusing on my church a lot more. And I hope you guys would understand that my first priority is God. Second is my family. And then third is my right. ministry, my first ministry, which is to be there that shepherd and that father, spiritual father figure in the lives of the parishioners that God has given to me. But my fourth ministry, you know, is to you fans and faithful listeners of Holofest. We love you. We haven't gone nowhere. Um, we're still here. Look out for us more on the video level, but um, we're, we're still here. We're still doing shows, but um, we haven't. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your inquiries. Thank you for still downloading all of our podcasts and the numbers haven't really changed. You guys are still downloading the shows. We love you guys with all of our hearts. On the behalf of Sister Shorty Blaze um, and Preach That Fire, we're still here. We love you guys and thank you for all the support you guys have done. But look for us more on a video viral level on in 2011, because that's what we've been doing. Look for us on Facebook, Twitter. You're going to be seeing all the videos that we've been doing, but we haven't gone nowhere. We haven't gone nowhere. We're still here. We're still here, guys. We love you guys very much. Very simple. Just look for us on iTunes. Um, just go to the iTunes store. Look up Holofest Radio. You'll be able to get over 160 episodes of Holofest Radio. Also, go to our website, www.holofestradio.tv. Tune in the last Friday of every month. We got the Holofest Radio concert series. The last Friday of every month, we got rappers um, coming out to our church, and we're doing live performances right at the church, live Holofest Radio show through video. Video. So look for us on um, HollowFestRadio.tv the last Friday of every month at 7.30 p.m. You'll be able to tune in and see what God is doing as far as what HollowFest is doing through our church. We've incorporated our church. So you can follow us there. And download our Android or iPhone app. Very simple. Go to the Android market or go to the, I, the iPhone app store. Look up HollowFest Radio and just support the ministry and download our app. And you'll be able to take us with you wherever you go. OPA, man, on behalf of HolyCulture.net, man, I want to thank you for taking this time out to speak with us and uh, definitely continue success to to you, your ministry, and Holofest Radio. And we just want to say thank you again, man.